Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said that. Did you just say that? This might get me fired. That might get you fired. You're listening to This Might Get Me Fired with Chizzy and Crystal. Hey, welcome to This Might Get Me Fired with Chizzy and Crystal. We're recording episode two. But first and foremost, click subscribe, sit back, enjoy, and please don't call our jobs. All right. So first off, Marquis Houston and his teenage bride. Um, why this is creepy, let me name the ways. Okay. So he's 39, she's 19. 20 years is a lot, but I feel like not just as 20 years a lot, it's like the, the type of age difference, right? Like, She's still a teenager. He's about to be in his 40s. Is this not creepy? Um, It's definitely creepy, for sure. I could understand maybe if he was 30, that would still be creepy, <laughs> but, like, maybe a little bit more acceptable. But I was going to say, like, oh, I can't judge because I was definitely 20 dating, like, a 31-year-old. But also my mom had just died, and I was a little bit of a manic person at that time. Um, But, yeah, creepy, weird. It's a lot. And I feel like when you're 19, like, it, it, it's just – I, and I'm, I'm, you know, I like dating older men or whatever, but I just feel like 19, a 19 and a 39-year-old, I am only 30. I wouldn't date a 19-year-old. Yeah, for sure. Like, so it's just, it's weird. And then second off, so the tea that I'm reading is that she's been officially missing since she was 16. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So her family reported her missing at 16. And now that she's popped up, she's married. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's all bad. It's all bad, Marcus Houston. And it does not help that they already have, like, the rumors about the one that was supposedly raping one of the boys from B2K, oh, yeah. which the young man says that he was assaulted by one of them. You know, he goes, says it, and then he recants it, but obviously that's possibly due to some trauma or whatever. Right. So it seems pretty likely that, I mean, it's just, we're already side-eyeing you based off of your associates. Right. And now you're out here still in little girls. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Allegedly. He's allegedly known her since she was 13. Yeah, very creepy. I just, so, I, okay, so I guess the bigger question is, are you fine with an age gap? What is too old for you? I mean, I think an age gap is cool. I don't mind it. But I think also it depends on the season of the age gap, right? right. Because a 39-year-old and a 19-year-old, you're not from the same generation. No. You don't have the same struggles. Um, it would be one thing if he was 59 and she was 40 you know mm. okay whatever who cares but it definitely doesn't matter the fact that she's a teen right right it's just it's too it just seems like the power dynamics are going to be way different there's already different power dynamics where he most likely makes much 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 more money than her and now he's about to be in his 40s like he's about to be the middle of his life and she's at the very beginning of her adulthood it just I, like I said, I like older men. I always loved like a five, seven year. I would even do a 10 year age gap. The crazy thing is now though, I don't know if I would. Like, I don't know if I would date him. Like it would be, um, it would be a cause for pause. Yeah, I agree. But it's because like 40 seems so old to me now. (laughs) Which is funny. It's like, oh. Isn't that funny? Like, but when I was like 25, I would date a 35 year old. No yeah, problem. Like young still, but but now it's like 40. Ooh. 
And then too, it's hard just because when you are a young woman, there are so many old creepers after you. And obviously it's kind of easy to fall for that. Mm -hmm. Typically, if they are older, they should hopefully be like further along in their career so they can wine and dine you. Right. I know when I was dating a guy that was way older, he would take us to the bars and buy all our drinks and buy our pizza and stuff, which is petty, but like that was nice to have, right? Mm -hmm. Not saying that I was... That's why I was dating him. But I can see how young girls. But I've also heard this said that like older men who date young girls, it's because the girls their age won't put up with their crap. And I think there might be something to that. Yeah, I think that, of course, is possibly true. And I don't think I just don't know what he will want to be. You have nothing in common with a 19 year old. I don't care how enlightened she is, how well read she is, how well versed in the sciences of life she is and men do this all like i'm trying to picture myself with a 19 year old and it just i just and i know you said you date older guys but i date younger guys i tend to hang out with guys that are you know i've dated a guy that's like five years younger than me i think he was five years Mm -hmm. doesn't bother me but even that has a limit right right and he was five years younger than me but he was also in his 20s right i could date a guy who's younger it's just I can't and that's why it's so weird to me when these guys are dating girls straight out of high school I can't wrap my mind about around dating someone who's straight out of high school like I just yeah it's creepy it's very it would just be like why and it's very much so like the thing like oh well she's past the line of being a of course not accusing him of anything because this young woman is an adult right by definition but but it's also that question where it's like okay she's 19 I don't feel like she's about to be 20 I feel like she's like fresh 19 right so it's like, when did y'all start dating? Yeah, that's true. Because y'all are married and she's 19. So, yeah, good question. T. All right. So Jeff Bezos is the richest man to ever be this rich. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like a whole new groundbreaking type of rich where they're like, we've never seen a rich man this rich before. Like, that's how rich he is now. 200 billion with a B dollars. It's just, it's insanity. I saw, I don't know if y'all saw it. By the way, I love TikTok. I'm a TikTok gal right now. So there was a TikTok where a kid had with the rice. When TikTok first got popular, mm-hmm. he took grains of rice to show what that looks like. So he did like something that's like a millionaire. And then did something like with Jeff Bezos' money. And just the visual of the difference really put it into perspective for me. And that was, again, earlier this year. Right. So before he was a 200 billionaire. I'm eat the rich, basically. Eat the rich. That's all I have to it's, say. It's just, and the crazy thing is, I used to be a, a huge capitalist. I've kind of like changed my views on that a bit, even though I'm very pro business. Um, but I just, at some point, it's too much money. At some point, no human being needs that much money. And I understand some people saying, well, he's earned it, et cetera, et cetera. But I just personally, when I own businesses, I want to make sure that all of my employees are on a livable wage. And if that means that instead of being worth two hundred billion, I'm worth a hundred billion, I think that should be fine. I don't understand this earn as much as I can at all cost mentality that a lot of the super mega rich have. When it's like you know the people who are helping you get there can barely pay their bills. Yeah, for sure. And then it's too obviously like he's earned this money, whatever. Whoop de woo. But what is your plans for after? Mm. I always think too, I look at like Bill Gates and his wife and the fact that they give their money away while they're alive. Like that's part of the joy of it to me. Yeah. You make a ton of money. Nobody's telling you how to spend it, but don't wait until you're dead where then you do all these amazing things for people. It would be cool to see it while you're alive. If he even does that, because I don't know, I don't think he has kids. 
So it's just, what are you going to do with the coin? And I don't really hear about his um, philanthropic endeavors. Not to say he doesn't have them. Yeah, I don't hear about any philanthropic. And, you know, his ex-wife, she donated, like, I think half of her um, settlement from the divorce to HBCUs. Oh, wow. She did a huge endowment. That was on um, the news and, like, on Twitter and stuff a couple of months ago. And so. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, So another thing that's coming up that we're kind of excited about is Brandy versus Monica versus. Okay, so it's also really cool how they've made this a whole little business endeavor. It like, is cool. co- like COVID and everything that's happened, as bad as it's been, it's created so much. Um, it's there's so much creativity that's blossoming, right? So, versus is really just a business movement at this point, and everyone's people have different hot takes. I just want to go ahead and get my predictions out. I am Team Brandy. I think. Maybe because I personally relate more to Brandy's music and her songs, and maybe because I grew up watching Moesha, but I feel like Brandy's going to take it. I don't know. I'm kind of going for Monica, a.k.a. Gunica, because (laughs) I just feel like Brandy, um, Angel of Mine, is one of my favorite CDs. Literally, I listened to it like probably two weeks ago before we even knew about the verses. I love that album. It's like an amazing body of work. But I have to be honest, beyond that project, there are not too many other Brandy projects that I really listen to. However, for Monica, I can think about different eras in my life where Monica has had a tune on the radio, if that makes sense. I get that, but I think the thing is, like, hit for hit, pound for pound, the Brandy bangers went higher to me and will knock out the Monica bangers. But how many bangers does she have? She's has Brandy? Are you? Girl. Like, Brandy has, have you ever... Brandy has almost doesn't count. Brandy has sitting up in my room. Like, oh, that's Brandy true. has songs, like songs where it's like, you just, ugh, like, it just takes you back. Where Monica does also have songs, but I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like Brandy's highs are going to be higher than Monica's highs. That might be true. I guess me, I'm predicting the fact that Monica will be able to. You know, music takes you to a place in your life. Mm-hmm. I feel like Brandy's place for many people is going to be a very short place. Versus Monica's is going to be, you're going to be remembering like when you were 22, when you were 18, what, when you were Okay, what, what's the last song like, of Monica so, that you banged? So Gone. Um, the last so one, Gone was the last one I banged. Let me, I'll have to look because I don't want to misspeak. But Monica, I feel like she, also I, I'm a Monica fan. So. Okay, so you listen to, like, you follow Monica. Yeah, I okay. follow a few more of her song because for me so gone was like the last thing that i really the last one i love still still standing she has that was i think her last um big one that i really enjoyed but she had love all over me on that never heard it oh (laughs) so maybe it's just me um but yeah very big ups to them you know we always support black women unlike some celebrities we know (laughs) um so the Tory Lane shooting of um, alleged shooting, and I only say alleged for legal reasons, he shot her. Um, the alleged Tory Lane sh- shooting of Meg Thee Stallion. Uh, we're not even going to talk about the shooting and the domestic violence issues. Uh, we're going to talk about the silence of black men, black celebrities around these issues and how vocal they are when things are happening to other people, whether it's pettiness, messiness. Black Lives Matters, but when it's a black woman and the perpetrator is a black man, there's a lot of silence. And honestly, I think you're still giving a lot of credit for Black Lives Matter because some of them stay silent about that too. But just in general, my issue with it is is the fact that 
you have a hot take and you have energy for so many other things, but you have nothing to say about this woman who she said now, this is who did this to me. Mm -hmm. This is who assaulted me. So where's the hot take? Why is there now you need more facts? Now you weren't there. Okay, I wasn't there when Ace Top Rocky got arrested in Sweden. You weren't there when, even though it's injustice to him and I don't, I'm not comparing it, but like Meek Mill, yeah, what was done to him was wrong. Mm -hmm. But you weren't there for that either you still have something to say about it right. and show support. Right. So I just find it How many of annoying. us were there would see murder in his case, but we're all, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, okay, so now we need more facts. This, it just backs up the, what people are very offended, but when they say black men or the white people of black people, where- I've never heard that. You never heard that? No. Yeah, where when it's something, when people are talking about black men, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like they're the oppressors of our- People because they they don't show the compassion to black women that black women of course showed to them um, there have been some people who have said things Michael B. Jordan said something in support um, Bun B. a Houston legend Bun B. Chance even T.I. Wale okay Wale and Wale is her friend so I would expect nothing less but a lot of people claim to be Megan's friend mm. and wanted to drive the boat mm. but now you want to be silent but the people who always talk Boosie Oh, T.I. Did he say T. something? T.I. said something. Oh, okay, well then T.I., you get off the listing because I have plenty of smoke for you. Joe Budden. Joe Budden. Mm. Mm. But, Shocked um, but not surprised. The funny thing is Boosie is talking about he's going to send goons to protect Kim Kardashian if she can get mur- um, see murder out. I was like, why are we sending goons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. He said, oh, if she, she gets see murder, I'm going to send goons. She's going to be protected every she goes. But a black woman was just shot. Yeah. You have no comment. There's no protection. But this is who you're going to send goons to. It's disappointing, but it's not surprising. At the same time, um, I want for us to protect each other. So so how do we respond? To the lack of support? The lack of support. It's hard because I understand there's so many arguments. Like, for example, Divest Twitter, which I feel like I've been saying that term too much. On Divest Twitter, they're saying, but I just think it's fascinating because... It is a very extreme view, but I get why it's happening mm-hmm. in a sense or why these black women are feeling this need to kind of like insulate themselves right. in order to protect themselves. So I think it's, first of all, of course, important to understand that like the bar is low for these people. But at the same time, it's disappointing that they can't meet that low bar. Um, truly, it's just minded. I don't know. Them, if Tory Lane should be sought by a regular white man, there would have been much more rappers speaking out. Yeah, that's more. But you if know. Tory Lanez has been shot by another black man, there would you know what I mean? Like, it's just weird that like, oh, this stance of like, well, we're not going to talk about another black man, even though he did this horrible thing to another black woman. Like, it's like it's almost how like people draw the blue line. It's like there's this black line that's being drawn where it's like, well, this might be messed up, but I can't bring down another black man, even if he his behavior is trash. And it's like, where's the accountability? Very true. I understand that. I agree. So, no argument here, sis. Anyway, so Crystal, what's been going on with you? Um, I am a binge shopper. <laughs> I've coined the term. I don't know if any other ladies can relate, but oh, sure. I go through these like sprouts of where I want one specific item and I'm bulk buying them. So right now it's swimsuits from like Target because Target has their clearance going on with swimsuits. Okay. Target swimsuits. 
I am a junkie for them. Um, <laughs> I bought four this week. You don't need any more swimsuits. <laughs> yeah, but I can't resist because it's like, first of all, they're discounted. So I got four for $40. That's a good deal. I like that's a major deal. And then it's like, I'm just, oh, they're on sale. Get a whole bunch <laughs> while you can. And it's very interesting. Crystal, where do you be swimming? You don't have a pool. <laughs> I know. That's the truth. But I come to your house or like, I'm <laughs> randomly hitting all these people up. Like, hey, can I come swim at your pool? Right. Okay, anything else happening in your um, life? What else is going on? Definitely, you know, last week we had the pa- the passing of Chadwick. Mm-hmm. And so it's really made me reflect on uh, my relationship with some of my family oh. that I've been beefing with. <laughs> I actually thought about that a lot. Um, just do I want to reach out to them and make peace? You know, life is so short. It is. But it's sometimes it's like it's also too short to have certain toxic people infiltrating it. So that's, Exactly. That's so also... I'm struggling with that. Um, that's been a real thing on my mind. And then to my neighbors from hell, which they're behaving themselves. Um, I recently purchased my first home. I love the house. It's beautiful. It makes me so happy. But the neighbors across the street are just little, they're little turds. Like, what do they do? Um, they host parties until 5 a.m. with people partying in the street. In, during COVID? During COVID. And they throw beer bottles out of the car. Their friends, as they're leaving the party, throw up in front of people's houses. Just all types of malarkey. This is why it's really hard. And this is going to be a hot take to some, but I would call the police. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't know. I I mean, if you've already said something to them and they're not listening... At this point, so I went over there and I did talk to them twice. So now I do feel like maybe next time, especially if it's super late, I'm just not going to keep asking you all to keep it down. Luckily, unfortunately, I feel like I won't even have to be the person to call because I feel like generally our whole street is kind of fed up with the behavior. It's so hard, though, because we all know how things can escalate, right? And you never want to just that to be your first term. But it's like if I've talked to you about this and you're disturbing my peace and you're just you know making a mess and they're like right across the street from you so it's not like they're like down the neighbor like no like and your bed faces that way so it's just i don't know it's a hot take but i i just i i don't know i feel like you've been very nice and i appreciate that both of them are all of them are oh okay here we go trying to protect black men Mm -hmm. teeth (laughs) <laughs> what about you? What's new with you, girl? Girl, I am waiting on a promotion at work. Oh, that's so exciting. How do you feel? It's very exciting, but also, like, you know I'm not a patient person. So when I say waiting on a promotion, like, so there's, um, usually we kind of get, like, a vibe when we're about to get promoted, and there's, like, a, a, like, class that they give us to get more information on the next stage of what we're doing. So I've been in the class. I took the class, like, two or three weeks ago, right? So I know that I'm, like, moving soon so there was five of us in the class right so the first week after the class one person got promoted the week after that another person got promoted from that class and then last week um someone else got promoted so i should be next or if not the week after that so in the next two weeks i should be promoted which comes with the pay raise and everything i'm very very excited about that and kind of like nervous a little because it's also harder work yeah <laughs> but you know i'm excited and it really, I've been really focused about my financial goals. So it's like, I, I'm going to like automatically have the money from this transferred to my savings, like direct deposited. I'm not going to see a change in like the actual money that hits my account. And I'm just really going to be focused on building so I can really work on my, you know, you know how I talked about like 
wanting to have those streams of income. So that's what I'm really trying to hit hard and hit fast. And also, so I kind of got caught by my apartment. (laughs) I talked about the fact that I was a dog mom. I didn't talk about the fact that I don't believe in paying pet deposits, (laughs) but I don't believe in paying a pet deposit. So I have not paid a pet deposit and somebody snitched on me. Really? Yeah. Cause there's, I don't understand how else they really knew that. And my dog does not bark. My dog is friendly. He's quiet. Do they have cameras in the hallways? Not in the hallways, but outside the properties. Oh. So maybe they saw me coming and going or like, we don't know whose dog. So they found me. They sent me a little email, a little nice little email like, hey, we've noticed you have a dog that's not authorized on the leash. Can you? Uh, wow. Yeah. They're like the pet deposits $500. Oh, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And the pet rent is $25 a month. Okay. And then if you don't remove the dog um, and you don't put him on the lease, it's, I think it's a $10, it's a $100 initial fine and then $10 a day until he's removed. Yeah. What are you going to do? So I already spoke to my friend like earlier because when I kind of started getting nervous about people like seeing me a lot and he told me about the fact, well, he's like, you know, does the dog give you emotional support, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we're all about our mental health. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, get him registered as an emotional support animal. So I looked it up, got the ESA um, qualifications, got my letter, sent it in, and now no deposit. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad you got the resolve. I know. And now he's on the lease. Uh, I think I might still have to do a pet rep, but I don't know. But yeah, and I can even fly with them now. Oh, perfect. So things worked out. I'm glad that worked out. I still am not paying pet, pet deposit. I don't believe in it. <laughs> COVID, COVID, COVID. So 2020 has been a crazy year. Um, the funny thing is before 2020 happened, like at the end of 2019, everyone was so excited about 2020. And it's like, this is going to be the year that we do this, that, and the other. The year of vision, this and that. And then 2020 hit us and had totally different plans for us. Like 2020 was like, you thought, okay? So I, I'm i a planner. I had a timeline for my life, which has of course been like cast aside several times because nothing happened. When I was young, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get married at 22. I'm gonna get married <laughs> at 22. I'm gonna have my babies. I'm gonna be done having babies by like 27. Didn't happen, right? So still in like, you know, trying to like, what is it called? Manifest, right? So I thought 2020, I'm going to meet the love of my life. How can I meet the love of my life when I can't go outside and everything's closed? So 2020 has really like messed up my timeline in my head. And I'm trying to figure out like, is this a control issue? Is this, do you have a timeline? Um, I used to have a timeline, but now, obviously, at this age, <laughs> not that I'm older or anything, I'm still super young, super fine, don't try me, <laughs> but just, it, the more mature I get, the more I realize that the timeline is a joke, and it causes more stress than good, it so does. I've had to release it. But sometimes, and I'm getting, okay, so, especially with getting the dog, I feel like I've released a lot of that, um, and kind of, I'm just like whatever happens happens but in my mind I know I still want to be married by 35 yeah that would be nice and so it's just hard where it's like you know what you want and the thing is I've always been like a family person right like I've never really been in these streets like that like even in my utmost like when we were out traveling and having fun and in Miami and Atlanta that was like the pinnacle of us like running these streets I really just rather like sit my butt down somewhere and like you know 
be up under someone and like nurturing a family. So like with COVID and it throwing a wrench, has COVID slowed down your dating? Because I don't feel like it has. Personally, looking <laughs> looking from the outside in, I don't feel like it has. Okay. Um, I think it has in a lot of ways. I think in a sense, I'm not taking in new recruits, I guess you could say, because I'm just wanting to know who I'm dealing with since it's COVID. I'm like, I want to oh, know with, okay. like how social you are. I want to know who your friends are, or, mm-hmm. you know, semi know. So it's been difficult because I feel like I've been much more closed off to people that are new, straight up new, like okay. the apps and stuff. Right. Plus the apps, obviously how's that gonna work right so definitely i think it slowed down my dating at the same time um i'm still out here (laughs) you clearly me i'm like such a home like i haven't seriously dated anyone this year yeah and you're on like which is weird because i'm a homebody too but i just i don't know um i'm trying to think so one of my friends she actually invited me you know her one of my coworkers, right from geico Ex-coworkers, that's not where I work now, so no, you can't find my job. (laughs) (laughs) So when I used to work at Geico, she invited me. um, Her roommate, who I'm cool with, um, is having. She's doing something like for her birthday at their apartment, and she's like, "Hey, you should come by. I don't want it to just be a sausage fest." And you know, my first response is like, "There's COVID outside. I'm not trying to go to anything." But then I'm like, "How do like this could be a chance to meet people?" Yeah, it could be. But is it worth risking COVID? You know, I say no, it isn't. I had corona, obviously, which is funny because I didn't even get sick, but I did have it, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> but the drama of it all, mm. you don't want to deal with. But at the same time, if you go and it's like maybe outdoors or something. Yeah, I think it's by the pool. Oh, then that's I a little bit safer. I could wear a mask, but it's still like, I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, these are the hard decisions because it's like, I don't, I know some people, like, it's like corona didn't happen. They're in bars all the time. They're in clubs all the time. I'm not those people. I am literally at work or at, in my apartment or at the dog park with my dog. That's it. Like, yeah. That's it. If I go, honestly, 95% of the time I get groceries, it's curbside. Like, I don't really go in anywhere. So I'm not really, like, meeting people that way is not an option for me. I definitely think it's wrecked my plans in the sense that every year I think it's going to be the year that I meet the love of my life. I know. And this Same. year I'm just blaming it on COVID <laughs> <laughs> instead of my possible crazy behavior. Right. So this year it's like, oh, COVID, you've blocked me from being in love. <laughs> and it really did. So, okay, since we're, there's COVID, right, we adapt, we move, we move. So dating apps. I know last week you said that you're now trying dating apps. Yes, I am. I've been on and off these dating apps for like a little bit. Like I get on and then I'm like, I don't feel like doing this. And I get off and then a couple months go by and I'll get back on and then I'll either not respond or I'll just get off. So I have, you only have one. I have four. Actually, I have five downloaded, four that I actually look at. Um, Wow. (laughs) Yeah. How much I'm actually on them. How how much I respond, but I have them. Yeah. Um, Okay. What do you like about dating apps? Are you pro, like, all in all, like, how do you feel about dating apps? So I think dating apps are great. I think for especially certain people, they work really well. I know people that have met their husbands and wives on dating apps. Are you one of those people that it works well for? I don't know what that means. I don't try enough for it to work well for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I have to take ownership of the fact that I'm not serious enough for it to work. But I do think that it can work. I think the pro is I love being able to see their jobs. 
Um, so I don't too much do like Tinder and stuff like that because I want to mm-hmm. know what you do for a living. It helps like kind of weed people out. No shade. So you're elitist. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just like to know. Like I like to know that I like to. I like the fact that you get a general sense, kind of, of them. I think. I mean, I don't. I I hate it all. I honestly hate a lot of dating. I like when things are more like spontaneous and more, um, and like more. There's just because I'm big on chemistry, and sometimes I feel like it's hard to kind of. Okay, so let me ask you this then. How much chemistry can you get? Like, so what would be the ideal way to meet your husband? In person. Like, but I'm we're, saying we're in person. We're at a game night, a friend's game night. Okay. Because then there's that mutuality. I can always check up on you with someone else. Or okay. even at a wedding. You know, something where, like, we have mutual... Interest, mutual yeah. friends, right. mutual parties that right. we're invested There's in. something mutual there that's bringing us there together. That's my ideal. And then, like, there's no, like... Like, you automatically know if you click with them or not in person, right? There's no, like, okay, now I need to meet him and call him and see and hope that he looks how he looks or hope he thinks I look like my picture. You know, there's none of that. It's just, like, bam, we know what it is. We're, for one, I I don't really enjoy having conversations with people that I don't enjoy having conversations with, which sounds silly, but, like, what I mean is, like, so me and you talk every day, right? Yeah, we do. Outside of that, you, my sister... Maybe my brother sometimes. That that's it. I don't talk to a lot of people every day. Um, I just don't. I just don't want to. So like, I hate having a forced conversation. And I feel like with a lot of when whenever you're getting to know someone, you kind of have to for a little bit until it like takes off. And so I hate that stage. So that's why I feel like I'm the problem too with dating apps because I because I hate that stage so much. I kind of dip at that stage a lot, or I just I don't. I'm not motivated to respond. Yeah, that's the same for me. It's There's a lot that I dislike about them as far as the idea of, like, swiping based solely on somebody's appearance. Mm. For some reason, it's different in person versus on the app. On the app, it just always makes me feel a little vain or that I am just too invested in looks, which is ironic because that's the point of it, that you see a picture, you know what you're into, you right, swipe. Right. That's kind of hard for me. And also keeping the conversation. But I also, one of my really good guy friends is not a guy friend. We've hooked up quite a few times, a lot. <laughs> he, We were talking in, about my dating life because now we are friends. And he was saying that not every guy is going to be your husband. And you have to be okay with that. You have to stop. And for me, that's very hard because I think I'm dating with, with the purpose. Right. But he's like, he told me, he said, yes, you're dating with the purpose. But how much do you miss out on constantly putting the purpose so... It's just, I just, it was hard to describe, but when he said I, it, I, I felt the value in it. I get it, but it's also hard because it's like for women, you have so many options that it's like if I try to explore every option that I don't think is even going to work for me, how many people, how much energy am I putting out there? Yeah. So it's like, and I think too, I might cut, cut people off too soon. I feel like this isn't going to work. That's not going to work. So I don't want to try. But it's also like, it's exhausting dating trying to get to know someone is exhausting and then when you try to get to know them and then you get to a point where you realize oh this isn't going to work and then you have to do that with someone else it's exhausting and i'm even like pro like but is it exhausting because you're putting so much hope into what it's going to be instead n- of just enjoying not even it for at what this point is? because at this point it's i guess the thing is like for me it's until like i like you it's work like I have to make myself like oh, message you. I have to make myself because I don't have any motivation until like like if you're interesting. But there are very few people I find interesting like that, right? There are very mm. few people that I just 
like we just hit it off and we have a great conversation so yeah, I that find makes sense. intriguing so until then I feel like I'm working to like make the conversation a lot of people also aren't great communicators yeah so it's sure. like I'm working to make the conversation interesting I'm working to like get to know you and ask questions it's work and then like to do that work and then like you really get to a point where you're like yeah this isn't it and then like okay I have to go do that work over here it's like it's like going on constant job interviews and never finding like the right job that you even want really yeah like even though I don't the funny thing is it's like I'm the one interviewing but I still feel like I don't want any of these jobs but I still have to keep taking interviews until I find something like and I hate to compare it to a job but like it's just like that emotion like job ending is emotionally exhausting right and it just it's kind of it reminds me of that where it's like it's so emotionally draining see it isn't for me um for whatever reason I'm not sure why it doesn't normally feel draining at all really I used to really be in my bag talking you know five and six guys at a time going out on dates I've slowed down a lot because I am out of a relationship and had to do a lot of healing Mm -hmm. from that but now I'm getting back to if it wasn't corona I'd be back out here see but I think it's just do you so you like these people I find I enjoy all types of people though and I see the value in like most of the interactions I have okay so even if and it's part of me too Ross and every man is not going to be my husband that doesn't mean that there's not a value to the experience right and not a lesson that I'm meant to learn kind of is how I see it sometimes I can get with that I can get with that well let's break down your thoughts on the different apps okay because not all these apps are created equal very true not at all so what do you think about okay so not all dating apps are created equal what do you think about tinder i know you're not on it right now so why is that tinder was great for a season um it reminded me of kind of facebook like when it first started it was selective not everybody was on it but the more popular it became now my auntie's on there is she really yeah I'm surprised she's not not on Tinder. Oh. I'm saying as far as Tinder is like a Facebook okay. team where now everybody's on it. Right. It's gotten a little weird. Lots of people looking for their unicorn, which I am not, you know. So That is funny. That's what is your take on it? I, I think the thing with Tinder, it's it's kind of like it's like everyone's on it, which makes it harder to actually find what you're looking for, but then there's also more of a chance that you might find someone just because the numbers right but it's like once again who has the time to swipe and then also dating while black and looking for a black partner which i am it's like so many people who are not black so i have to like and i think that's interesting because i feel like at this point tinder would be your best bet for finding the most black men do you you not agree no oh really where do you see more black men in i think I guess you see a lot of black men on Tinder, but it's like there's so many people and the majority of them aren't black. Mm -hmm. So then you just have to go through so many more people. Oh. So it's just exhausting. So Tinder is not my favorite. But then also, so there was a night like two weeks ago where we were at the pool and then we were drinking. And so like, I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna like talk to whoever. Like, I'm not really gonna have like, is this the right person for me vibes going on? I'm just going to, like, whoever's cute, I'll talk to them. So I ended up, like, matching with, like, literally 18 people that night. (laughs) (laughs) And usually that's, like, maybe one that I'll match with. So I ended up, like, matching with 18 people and just, like, chatting and shooting the whatever. And so, um, yeah, I guess, and they're all black. So I guess there are a lot of black men. But did any of those go anywhere? No. So 
I mean, some of them still are red, so there's oh. that. Um, you are on Bumble, so tell me about Bumble. What's your I thoughts? like Bumble. I like Bumble because it puts the time requirement that you only have the 24 hours to respond. Okay. I enjoy that because it puts the pressure on me to really step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. I love that you can see their jobs. Even jobs. <laughs> I like that um, it has a really good diverse group of men. I feel like normally they are tend to be, you know, pretty together. Okay. Um, I'm not exclusively dating black men. That's you know i can go either way right um so i feel like there's a good options out there some weirdos but i like bumble see my issue is with bumble is that i have to start the conversation and i don't want to do that so like that's a big thing with me like i mean i will but it's just another hurdle to like get over where i have to initiate the conversation and i know i'm sounding like hella boring i can be, be like entertaining and interesting in a combo it's just like it's just a lot. So, but Bumble, I think Bumble in general has better quality men than Tinder. Yeah, I would have to agree. I haven't been on Tinder in a very long time, but then again, I did meet that guy on Bumble who was dominant, poly, with five kids from four women on his second marriage and looking for a girlfriend. <laughs> so there's that. Oh my goodness. But yeah, in general, Bumble has better quality. My last Bumble is a white guy who matched with me. We were vibing so much. That we guy liked the same. Like, what happened? Yeah, we liked the same music. Super. He seemed really nice. Like, I told him about me wanting a tiny home. He was so down. He was like, yeah, a tiny home for your shoes and a mansion for all your other stuff. And I was like, oh, I love it. Right. He was older than us. But um, he, as soon as I gave him my phone number, he started off hot with the questions like, so you're black, I'm white. What does that mean? Have you ever dated a white guy? I've never dated a black girl. Like, it just got super serious. And I, my friend Kristen was like, maybe he's, oh, ooh, my friend was like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, Kristen, I'm putting your name in there. She was like, Crystal, maybe it's his first time dating a black girl or like trying to even get to know one. And he just wants to let you know that he is aware of like the fact that there might be a different dynamic possibly. Right. I was like, that could be true, but he could have waited <laughs> I hate, for the first date. That's the hardest thing about, and so, okay, the look, well, first of all, that's the hardest thing about talking to white guys, them bringing up the fact that you're different. It's just, it's just, is that ever comfortable? Like, I don't understand. Like, I know you're white, you know, I'm not. So why, like, I understand there's a point where you need to address like the racial d- dynamics of a relationship and how it will impact you because it will. But I don't get where a lot of white guys pick up lines are. Do you talk to white men? Why don't you start a conversation and see where it goes? Like if you're five, five, do you go up to women and say, do you talk to short men or do you just shoot your shot? Like, I don't get that. I don't like that. It, it's it's a huge turnoff. And I feel like a lot of white men are like apprehensive in that way where they're first trying to fill you out. And it's like, I don't even know who you are if I like you and you're really coming up to me disqualifying yourself. That's not attractive. Yeah, that's true. So that's the thing. But the real reason why I'm, I mean, I want, I'm, I want to have a black family, but even out, I'm not like, I do want a black husband just to be real. But even if I was open to like a non-black husband, which could happen if he has everything I want, I'd be fine with it. But the thing is like the type of energy that I like from guys, I don't see from white guys in real life. Like I see them on the TV. Like I see white celebrities with that type of energy, but I don't see regular white guys with the energy that I want. Like I don't see any David Beckhams in real life. Like I don't see any, um, like, do you know, like, that type of energy where it's, like, just just this masculine, like, 
B- BDE. <laughs> I don't see a lot of white guys with BDE. Like, they're usually, like, goofy, silly. No, I'm telling you. She sounds like literally, you sound like literally, like, ev- the, like the playbook of what they say black women think. When- <laughs> I, okay, we went to a. It's so funny. right now. We went to a, a primarily white institution for college, right? So, I, we have spent a lot of time around, you know, white people. I'm telling you, like, there have been very few times where I, like, you know, the guy who works at my job? Yeah. He has that type of energy where it's, like, zaddy, like, zaddy energy. I don't meet a lot of white guys with zaddy energy. And I'm not even talking about the white guys who... Also, that's another thing. I want my white guys white. I don't want a white guy who, like, is using affectations and trying to be down. No. Like, I want a white guy who is who he is, but he still has zaddy energy. And I don't see them. I don't meet them in real life. Well, that's fine. You don't have to date white men. I mean, I'd be, I mean it'd be a lot easier if I did. But <laughs> that's, that's my <laughs> issue. Would it now? There's so many more choices. Oh, that Girl, makes sense. We would be, come on now. <laughs> we wouldn't be single. Um, <laughs> a conversation for another day. But okay, so the other app that I use or that I'm on that I'm not, I'm not really active on any of these apps, but I have them. There's a profile if you ever see me. That's, yeah. So Coffee Meets Bagel, have you ever used it? I've never used Coffee Meets Bagel. I think you would like it. So they have like, um, they'll give you suggestions, like one or two, and then they also have Discovery, and that's it. Like you, it's not a million swipes. Oh, that so, is cool. Yeah, after that day is gone, then those people are gone. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I think you would like Coffee Meets Bagel. And then also, they give you a certain number of, like, coffee beans. So after you've used them up for the day, like, you can't you can't like anyone else. Mm. Yeah, I think you should try it. I think you would like it. I think also it's more people who, um, it's more white people, I, I believe, on there. Um, really? I've never heard any of my white friends me- mention Coffee Meets Bagel. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I coffee- need to, I'm going to download it and then download I'll check back next week. Check back with us. I think you'd like Coffee Meets Maybe Bagel. Maybe my husband's on there. He might be, girl. <laughs> but yeah, it's one thing I don't like that people do want, I don't know if it's Coffee Meets Bagel or Hinge. It might be Hinge. I think it's Hinge, actually. So the next one that I have is Hinge. Um, one thing I don't like that people do on Hinge is like they can like like you and y'all will match, but they'll like make it your turn to start the conversation. Yeah. And whenever guys do that, I unmatch because I I just to me it's like I would like assertive men. If you're gonna make it my turn, I I just. You know it's crazy though. I do have a friend who is happily married, has a baby, and she messaged her husband first on Match. I message people first. Yeah. But it's just I don't like when it's like you're making the thing that I need to message, message you first. first. Like uh. no. I don't like that. Um, but yeah, Hinge is cool. The thing I like most about Hinge, the one reason I like Hinge so much is that you can actually filter for black people. And you can I didn't also, know that. Yes, you can filter for race. And you can also filter for um, like one other thing. So I usually filter for race and height. Uh-huh. <laughs> I usually have like my race and my height minimum. And so it, it's funny because I had to choose between like height and religion. And I think I chose height. Oh my gosh. But I, I mean... might have switched it back. If it's important, it's important. I might have switched to religion and realized, okay, I can just go through and figure out the height. <laughs> but yeah, you can add filters, which is amazing. So Hinge, um, I think I've done okay with Hinge. 
I think I've done okay. I mean, in general, none of these have really worked out. But part of that is me. That you don't try for them to work out, honestly. So I don't feel bad. No crime for Argentina. You don't try. I do try. It's just like, so there were like at least three or four one week and I was really trying that we could have had dates. And then it's like things just peter out sometimes. Yeah. So that's another thing. And then you'll just be like, oh, I just get annoyed. I do I think kinda... that the dating apps do change the dynamic of like if you prefer the traditional gender role scenario mm. where the man is the seeker and the hunter, then sometimes that can be different on the dating apps, I do think. Yeah. It's much more collaborative. Like, oh, so what are you doing this weekend? Oh, what are you doing? Well, maybe we should meet up for drinks. Yeah. It's like more of that instead of yeah. that hey, I saw you, I want to take you out for dinner. I think it can be like that sometimes. So, okay, with COVID, should you, so this is the question that we're, the question of the day. Should you be going out on dates during COVID? That's what's kind of slowing me up is the fact that I am not personally, but I don't think it's the best idea, but I do know people have met people. Like my coworker, she's dating a nice guy now. They're going on like couples trips and stuff already. Oh, wow. You know, like they're a couple from march to now oh wow and so i do know some people are going on on like outdoor dates maybe finding a wine bar that has a nice patio there's options the drive-in mm-hmm. just not necessarily something i want to do just because i'm traumatized from having covid i think i mean and it's another thing where it's like i know people are like you can do virtual dates like is being on facetime a date yeah no <laughs> Is that like, I don't know what you'd have to do for that to be a date. Like, I feel like even if he like Uber eats me over food, that would be more, right? More inclined for it to be a date. But I still have like, I just don't feel like that's a date. I feel like that's just general talking on video. So virtual dates to me aren't really dates. Um, But then it's also like, it's weird because COVID's also like, I would be fine having a date where we just walk in the park now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I still kind of want to go into a restaurant, but we can walk in the I would park. love to meet a guy that wants to take me on a picnic. Yes. But even non-COVID, I love a good <laughs> date that is like one I haven't had Right, before. right, right. And I guess with my ex, the one thing, he was super generous about the date. It's like going, we're spending a bag on a date, you know? Right. And that was really nice. And he did take me to like, there's probably not a steakhouse in Houston I haven't been to thanks to him because like he was really pursuing me mm-hmm. and so he was constantly like taking me to really fine dining experiences but I would love a guy to be thoughtful and be like hey I'm taking you to the drive-in right hey I'm taking you I'm gonna make a picnic I don't mind that see and I feel or like even a walk in the park I feel like COVID can go either way I feel like COVID can make guys more um COVID can make guys more romantic and more creative or can you can get the guys who are like well come over and chill because it's COVID outside yeah and at the same time it's make probably making us less effort you might not get the full serve you might get a crystal that doesn't have her eyebrows done that oh girl you're talking about sweats listen i'm much fluffier i'm always fluffy <laughs> but the fluff is extra fluffing like you're gonna probably get that too so I, compromises have to be made we're in a pandemic we really are i don't know the last time i've dressed up Right. I have a wedding to go to in a couple weeks, and I'm just going to be shook because it's like dressing up. Literally, I don't wear work pants most days. Like, I don't really wear – I wear. I live in leggings now because it's like everything is virtual. Right. So even when I go to the office, I'm in leggings So and flip-flops usually. So that is so true. I didn't even think about that. For a date, technically, we usually do dress up. I And for when I dated, like when I go on a date, like I'm in a beat. Like I'm – in a beat, I'm in something cute, you know, but 
COVID. I mean, I feel like honestly, I would still dress up because it's like, where else am I going to dress up? Like, I have nothing yeah, else. Yeah, I definitely, at the start, <laughs> I when I was hanging out with the guy we were dating, I would be going over his house in a full face, <laughs> my cute outfit on. And he would be like, where are you? And then randomly, I would come back and be like, dressed up again. And he'd be like, why are you so dressed up? Because then I would like fall off, get back to it, fall off, get back to it. So I get it. That's funny. But I do miss, though, like, I need to get more serious because I do miss. Just, I mean, it'd be amazing to just have somewhere where it's like, you can, we can just chill. Yeah. Like, that is like the goal. It's like, we're going through all this to get to that. That's the goal. I just want to be able to just chill. Like, I want you to take me out all these times so we can get to a place where we don't have to leave the house. Like, But do you let that go in this era? Or do you say, no, still, you want to go on dates? No, I still want to go on dates. I just don't want to go on dates in enclosed places. Places, okay. Yeah. But I still, I, I, I want to be courted. So yeah. it just is going to look different. And that's okay. Everything looks different now. True. You know? Like everything. We have masks on before we started this. So very true. So yeah. All right. Well, that's been an amazing podcast. Yes. We are on our second episode. We're very proud of ourselves. Woo! Doing a good job. You know, you have to give yourself a big up sometimes. You have to do your own affirmation. So we're gonna do an affirmation before we get out of here. And the affirmation today, I am very fortunate to have people who love me. Oh, that's a good one. Isn't that a good one? I like that one. So say it to yourself. Bring it into yourself. Believe it. And just continue to say it and have positive vibes enter. Yes. So anyway, thanks for listening to This Might Get Me Fired. I think we did a good job of not saying too much that might get us called into HR this week. So I think we did a great job. We might keep our jobs. We keep dropping hints about who we are and someone's going to dox us. So please don't. <laughs> please don't dox us. That's why I'm very like conscious of not saying my location. <laughs> oh, I just lit it all out. Girl, we haven't said where we live yet. Oh, okay. The state. All right, let's keep it on it but yeah like so if you like the show please subscribe go ahead and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts share with your friends also feel free to like send us questions your question can be the question of the day and we'll answer it for you and you would just email us at this might get me fired podcast at gmail.com and um for now we're signing off this is kissy and crystal thanks for watching